I'm a dreamer. Ever since I was little, I would get lost in my thoughts about places I wanted to go, things I wanted to do, the person I wanted to be. I would write short imaginative stories in my notebook while I was in church. I would play basketball on my door hoop in my room, imagining I was in the NBA. Here goes Cleveland of Houston, dunk! Oh, he throws it down! I actually still do both of those things to this day, actually. Are you a dreamer? I've always had big dreams about my future. I didn't know what I was going to be, but I knew I was going to be somebody important. Famous? Maybe. Wealthy? Probably. Impactful? Most definitely. My imagination is so vivid, it's like I can literally feel the experiences. I'm walking through the tunnel at Madison Square Garden. I'm on my book tour, which I opened up with my concert because I also just dropped an album that was on the soundtrack of my latest film. I can smell the callous aroma of the concrete walls of the arena mixed with the anticipation of the crowd. The lights begin to blind me as I walk out. I can't see anyone, it's too bright, but I can hear them cheering, chanting. What's up, New York? Huh? Yeah, Mom? Cleavon, I need you to wash those dishes. I know you saw them. Yeah, I got it. <sighs> Famous, wealthy, and impactful people don't live with their mom. Or wash the family dishes. By hand. They definitely have dishwashers. Don't they? Back to reality. Man, I hate washing dishes. You're listening to the Build Your Vision podcast, a podcast series about maneuvering the ups and downs of building a life that you're proud of, captured in real time. A community where dreamers become doers and doers become world changers. Let's go. I'm the type of person who tends to think deeply about life, its purpose, and my role in it quite often. That's just how I am. I just read a book called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. It's a book by Donald Miller. The link to it is in the show notes if you want to check it out. It's a book about the story of life. More specifically, it's about your life story. It provokes the question, if your life were a movie, would it be a good one? The part that really caught my attention, though, wasn't the movie's story thing. I mean, that phrase, you are the author of your own story, has gotten borderline cliche. We all know that. The part that got me was the difference between writing your own story and producing your own movie. There's a big difference between books and movies. Books are all about what's being said. Movies are all about what's being done. Books are all about the author's thoughts. Movies are all about the character's actions. So this means your life can be an amazing book, but a terrible movie. I think a lot of us author great stories for our lives. We have dreams, we write down goals, we pin up vision boards, we type inspiring captions on social media, we do all that. The world knows the magnitude of our thoughts, but are our actions boring? As human beings, we've gotten comfortable with the fact that life is, and I quote, boring. And when life is exciting, we make sure we capture it to remind ourselves and everyone else that even though my life is boring, I'm not a loser. Hey guys, you know we gotta flick it up for the one time, all right? Okay, okay. Bet, bet. All right, everybody, say I have a life on three, all right? One, two, three. I, I have, have a life. life. 
Nice. Now let's completely ignore each other on the way home because we're all consumed about posting our photo on Instagram and we're going to check our notifications every three minutes while we're scrolling our timeline to feed our need for approval. People we don't even really know like that are basically like our friends because we've all followed each other's accounts for like five years now. Sounds good to me. But does it have to be this way? The more I think about it, the more I feel like the notion that life is a mundane experience the majority of the time is a lot like the notion that American debt is a good thing the majority of the time. Stick with me here. I think I'm going to make this make sense. Okay, so yeah, debt is normal. It makes life easier. You feel like you probably don't have many other options at the moment. But we also know that debt is an ideal. We weren't created to be enslaved to lenders. You never get that unique sense of ownership, and you catch yourself saying the phrase, I'll get out of it one day. Just like we weren't created for debt, I'm beginning to believe we weren't created to write stories and then leave them on the page. We were created to live live action films for people to witness, to learn from, to be inspired by. No one knows or cares how great an author you are at the end of the day. I mean, we all love books, don't get me wrong, but no one has the time to read all day to enter into your fantasy. People will much rather see it in action. I want to get the benefit of the doubt here. I do think that people make short films every once in a while. Over their lifetime, they may bring a chapter or two that they wrote to life. Going to college, becoming a teacher, starting a business, launching a podcast. <laughs> but I don't want my life impact to be a short film. Do you? One of my favorite athletes of all time is Kobe Bryant. God rest his soul. Imagine if all everyone talked about at Kobe's funeral was how many points he scored as a basketball player. I mean, he was an amazing scorer. That would be the chapter that he brought to life, becoming a Hall of Fame basketball player. But that would be it. The funny thing is, hardly anyone brought up basketball at Kobe's memorial service. There was so much more to talk about in his life. And ironically, Kobe literally started producing movies in his life after his basketball career. Dear basketball, Glenn Key and Kobe! This is the first Oscar and nomination for Glenn Keane and Kobe Bryant. The point is, his story was so much more than basketball. And he was one of the greatest athletes of all time. One of my biggest fears is that at my funeral, everyone says like the same thing, but in a different way. I've seen it happen. Man, Kev was the greatest guy. He was always the life of the party, always laughing. Kev was the funniest guy I knew. He loved cracking jokes. Man, you knew when Kev pulled up to the party, it was going to be hysterical because everybody laughed at his jokes. Man, Kev said the most hilarious thing when I was 13 years old, and I still remember it to this day. Great, Kev. You were funny. Congratulations. Now, I'm not trying to be insensitive here. But if you're okay with just being remembered as the funny guy or the teacher or the person that can sing well, then this isn't the show for you. But if you want to live a life worthy of being on a screen, then keep listening. Now, don't come DMing me and emailing me that I think some lives are more worthy than others. That's not what I'm saying here. Every single life is equal in worth. What I'm saying is I know the difference between a good movie and a boring one. And I know you do, too. Right now, I feel like my movie would tank in the box office sales, to be honest. I've written my story over and over. And honestly, at the moment, I'm getting a little tired of being an author. I've had some success writing my little stories. I have a small following of people who enjoy my thoughts and ideas. And I appreciate that. But I think life could be more fun, more rewarding, more impactful 
as a movie star. Metaphorically speaking, of course. Now, here's where things get hard. A character in a movie doesn't become a hero just because. Something always forces them into action. In most great movies, that something is either love or impending death. I doubt there are two more powerful forces on Earth. Screenwriters call this forcing scene in a story the inciting incident. That's the thing that forces the character into action. And a story needs this scene in order to be relatable because, unfortunately, human beings don't change unless they're forced to. That's just a fact. Whether it's having a chance to marry the prince if the glass slipper fits perfectly or some gangster killing your dog or you realizing you have spidey senses, which only meant something after your uncle got shot and killed. I'm pretty sure all you guys are familiar with those movies. Something has to motivate the action. And if the motivation isn't meaningful enough, the action won't last. But how does this work in real life? Can you create an inciting incident in your own life? Or do I have to wait until I fall in love or I'm on the brink of death in order for me to do something? Can inciting incidents be manufactured? Hmm. I think they can. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Here's another proven fact about human nature. Potential pain is more persuasive than potential pleasure. The fear of losing is more powerful than the thought of winning. So therefore, an exciting incident cannot be the aspiration of pleasure. A lot of us get caught up in that. It has to come in some degree of pain. And usually, the more painful, the more catalytic. I know pain does not sound like a convincing lifestyle plan, but think about this. Our lifestyle is a witness. How a person lives determines how you view them, how you view their belief system, and how you view their character. And God wants us to win. He wants us to produce incredible life movies with outstanding stories because we're his witness. The notion that God wants us to live sparsely, avoid attention, and only use our talents in church is absurd, man. It's an excuse. It's false teaching, to be honest. God self-proclaimed himself. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't know why I always imagine God announcing himself with that kind of voice, but that's how I envision it. He took care of these fathers of Israel, and he gave them wealth, many children, status. So even if you didn't know God, Yahweh himself, you knew who Abraham was. And Abraham's life was a witness that spoke about who God was. People can't witness what you write. They can only witness what you do. Would your witness properly represent who God is? Not what you say or proclaim. I'm talking about your life, your story, your movie. What good is it if you say you have faith, but don't show it in your actions? I didn't say that. The Bible did, actually. It's James 2.14. It's a great book. 10 out of 10 would recommend. We usually try to apply faith in periods of crisis. But what about everyday faith? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because everyday faith honestly isn't even realistic. Faith is trusting God to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. And that's exactly why for most of us, everyday faith is unrealistic. Because we don't do things that we can't do for ourselves. That's why we stay where we are. Comfortable. Most Christians, at least in the Western world, are some of the most comfortable people 
I know. Enslaved to the fear of others' opinions. Enslaved to their opinion of themselves. Enslaved to their opinion of what God's opinion is of them. Most Christians' last inciting incident was the one that brought them to the faith in the first place. Then for some odd reason, when they got more power than they've ever had in their life, they choose to retire from risk. Fooled by the thought that ceasing to do wrong in the world is their contribution. Not realizing that Satan is okay if you don't do anything wrong, as long as you don't start doing what's right. I'm not saying that we should seek to hurt ourselves in order to progress. But I am saying that good stories are never written in comfort. Nor are they written in a risky situation in which you can afford to lose. Yeah, I closed that loophole, so don't even try that one. Most of us say we're stepping out on faith, all while hiding a plan B parachute behind us, just in case. That's not faith. That's calculated risk. So I know there are a lot of questions in the air right now. I know you're a dreamer like me. But how are we going to create this movie? You could be asking yourself, do I even have the budget for a movie? Metaphorically speaking, of course. Can I manufacture exciting incidents in my life? And how do I even begin writing this script? All great questions. And I don't have all the answers right now. But that's exactly why this podcast exists. Because we're going to find out. And that's exactly why I know I'm going to see you in the next episode. Because it's about to get crazy. This is the Build Your Vision Podcast. Let's go. Executive production done by Cleavon Davis. Music, Cleavon Davis and Christian Hernandez. Big thank you to Sharon Davis for being featured on this episode. Hey guys, Clee here. Thanks so much for listening to the Build Your Vision podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would think you did if you stayed all the way to the end. The best thing that you could do to help support this show is by sharing it with somebody. By you just taking a few seconds to recommend this show to somebody, you are making a huge impact, not only on the success of this show, but possibly on that person's life.